Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, that managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulWrestling.com. It is February 13th. Valentine's Day in Australia, also Rusev Day in Australia. I'm joined by Anna Bauert. Happy Happens VD. To be Australian. Yeah, yeah, happy VD. Yeah. Also joined by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, hi. Number one team in the nation, baby. Oh, my God. Tragic. I don't even want to talk about college uh, basketball right now. <laughs> Lots to talk about tonight, guys. We have uh, WWE SmackDown Live. On the lane to fast lane, I guess it could be. It, it's a slow lane to fast lane. That's for damn sure. But there was some good wrestling on this show. They they made some. They were able to expand to make their matches more matches mean more. I guess. But I will say that I saw one of my favorite spots in recent WWE memory on this show. So there's there's some good, there's some bad, and there's also some like stuff that I'm really, really dreading in the future. But either way, we're going to have fun talking about it tonight on the Fightful.com podcast. Leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, let people know about us, all that good stuff. It really helps. Anna, what did you think of this episode of SmackDown? Well, first off, I want to say happy birthday to Ben Newton, long-time watcher yeah. and listener of the site. Um, second of all, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I don't know if I'm getting to the point where I need a break from SmackDown or WWE in general, um, because it's becoming a chore to watch. Like I was watching today purely because I have to do this now. Uh, that's not good. And I don't want to do a podcast where I'm just angry the whole time. And swearing the whole time, as fun that as that is. That happens no matter what. So, <laughs> here we back. go. The night the night gets started off. We were supposed to have Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Winner gets in, uh, put into the fast lane main event with AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. However, backstage, we see Baron Corbin being attacked by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn after his music plays a few times. After they beat him up, he's like, that all? And fights back. 
Dolph Ziggler does much of the same when they come out to the ring and attack him. Uh, Jeff, I thought both guys were made to look pretty strong and honestly did more to get them over in getting their asses kicked than anything I've seen of them in the past year. Yeah, the problem is they're two heels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, that's, 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 I mean, that's the main logical problem is we shouldn't mind watching these two guys get beat up by two other bad guys because they're bad guys. Um, but I will, I, let's give credit where credit's due. I like these beatdowns a lot more than guys doing moves on people. I think it gives a certain air of reality to it. On the other hand, what good are authority figures if they're not coming in to be authoritative at times like this? That's That just seems to make very little sense. But for, for what it is, I liked the beatdowns. Uh, my major criticism is I think this Kevin and Sammy story is really overwhelming this show because it's the only story of consequence being told right now. It doesn't and, help that, that Shane McMahon and... Daniel Bryan are woven into this. And when, when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn aren't overwhelming the program, McMahon and Daniel Bryan are overwhelming the program. And it's all about the same thing. Yeah. And, and that's the other, that's the other side of this coin. I don't mind good stories overwhelming a show. The problem is the story hasn't really gone anywhere all that much. So, but for the beatdown itself, I liked it. Backstage Shane McMahon goes off on Daniel Bryan about Owens and Ziggler or about Owens and Zayn, rather. Corbin versus KO and Zayn versus Ziggler are happening tonight. If Corbin or Ziggler win, they are added to the Fastlane title match, but if KO or Zayn interfere in those respective matches, they will be pulled out. Anna, this opening segment and the the Shane McMahon like laying the law down, this I understood. Like Most, most of the time when Shane McMahon is kind of laying down this gauntlet, it seems heelish. It seemed, he was justified in tonight's assessment and for the first time in a while it seemed like he had the right interests in mind and had a reason to to go in this and this route does this do anything to repair uh his character in your mind or is it still pretty much as no, it? because unfortunately we've had so many weeks of him being completely unreasonable and just this complete vendetta that when something is justified you can't really take his word for it because you know that it's still completely biased and that's just his his agenda and going off what you're saying before about it being the Kevin and Sammy show being overwhelming I don't think it is the Kevin and Sammy show I think they are just they are the bait in this Shane McMahon story they are the ones being pushed forward but it's still all about Shane it's fair and they have somehow managed to make a Sammy KO program boring and I hate them for that I really, really do. And the start of the show was actually pretty cool. They did a good job. But unfortunately, it's like they have they have the ingredients right, but they're not putting it together. They're making like in Friends when Rachel put the two recipes together and made like a meatloaf banana cake or something. This is kind of what SmackDown has become. And it's the same thing of like, okay, you want to get these guys over as the big bads. You just targeted two guys that people don't really like anyway. So, like, cool. Thanks for beating them up and saving us that match. I, I actually rather enjoyed tonight's stuff with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn from the matches to the segments to the interviews and all that stuff. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. But if there's any set of ingredients I never want to see on SmackDown again, it is batter, buttermilk, whole wheat flour. 
buckwheat, bisquick, any number of those. We had a feud over goddamn pancakes tonight <laughs> involving five guys who were just like supremely talented. Now, there are sometimes I kind of let this stuff go and I laugh it off and all that stuff. And like New Day's out there and they try to eat a bunch of pancakes. And Chad Gable comes out and makes a hot topical reference about the Olympics. And I'm sure they're, if, if they knew who won the, uh, the snowboarding gold medals last night, I'm sure they would have been referenced, but they weren't. They end up having a match. Benjamin cracks Kofi with a big knee. Gable lands a rolling kick. Uh, Big E pulled off the apron. Kofi mushroom stomps Gable. Hot tags Big E. Uh, Big E's splash is better than the Warriors ever was. A great big splash. He gets German suplex by Gable and then midnight hour on Gable for the win. Anna, this is about pancakes. Mm -hmm. The best part of this segment and for me a lot of the show was Corey Graves bringing up that Byron was offended by the blueberry jokes in the Peter Rabbit movie. <clears throat> and, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, look, it was a fine match and it was fast-paced. It was hard-hitting and I did actually really enjoy that. And I enjoyed that Phillips put over on commentary that Gable and Benjamin are on a quest to destroy all the comedy tag teams, which is cool because these guys actually have a point and a story on this show. Um and it also did set off a Twitter feud between pancake eaters and waffle eaters, which there is no feud. The there is in. no feud. It oh, is God. waffles. That's it. <sighs> okay. What are you? Are you? Are you like some sort care. of pancake truther? I you don't do care. care. You do care. No. Which do you prefer? I prefer to stare at which do you the prefer? Pancakes or waffles? For the last two hours. Give me of an answer. Eat. Pancakes or waffles. I don't care for either. You, you you hate one less than the other. I know that you're really like. I'm going to go with pancakes just to piss you off now. That's, not, that's not okay. That's not okay. You're just trying to get a reaction. I know that anyway, you like waffles more than pancakes. I actually don't. but anyway, Everybody whatever. does. Jeff, oh, mm-hmm. cool. your answer is waffles. What did you think of this segment? French toast. Um, <laughs> oh, what the hell? Even cinnamon toast is better than French toast, too. Oh, my God. You all are trash when it comes to breakfast. I don't eat carbs. It doesn't higher. Okay, fine. Um, I didn't like it. I really didn't. I, You know what? You can tell me that this is a feud about a team eliminating comedy tag teams, but they're doing comedy in order to do it before the match, and that just doesn't do it for me. Um. Part of me was very angry. I had to watch the ring crew clean up pancakes during a commercial break when I really just wanted to go use the restroom, but I was afraid I was going to miss something. Um, (laughs) You know, I, I, this is, I just want teams to hate each other for real reasons, not for these reasons, not, not because the Islanders stole Matilda, the dog. So now they have to wrestle the British bulldogs. Okay. I, I don't need these kind of contrivances for entertainment purposes. I understand why they do it, but the show is uh, since the creative quote unquote change, I, I'm kind of on team Anna here and I only watched it cause Anna had to watch it and I did in solidarity. Um, I, I yeah, I, I don't, I mean, look, if you're going to do a pancake eating contest, do a pancake eating contest for God's sake. I don't want, <laughs> you know, I, I just go all in on whatever you're doing. Don't do it half-assed. And this was half-assed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
like you know there were all the comparisons drawn to shampoo and all that stuff i'm like man even that i thought was better at least that led to wrestlemania holy crap that was that was real bad Bobby Roode makes an open challenge for the United States title. Randy Orton answers. Jinder Mahal interrupts and trolls Orton about being number nine on the Superstar Top Ten list, which apparently is not a weekly deal. Orton buries the list, so I I asked Jeff, why should we care about the list if people on the list don't care about it? (laughs) We shouldn't. And I was down for for an Orton-Bobby Roode match. I was down for a nice here. Here I was, yeah. Three star, you know, <laughs> TV match between Bobby or competency all the way. Maybe a little bit of heat in there, and Bobby Roode stealing a pin. I was all for that. And then Jinder Mahal comes out, and we're having <laughs> we're having a feud about a fake list, not even a real list, <laughs> a fake list where nobody cares about this other than Jinder Mahal who nobody cares about. That's the one piece of truth that was in this entire segment. I, oh, and we're going to have another multi-man match because of it. Great. You know what? I bet the multi-man match is going to be better than any singles combination. Oh, we're going to have singles combination leading up. Leading up to it. Oh, yeah. Are you ready for Jinder Randy again? I'll be begging for pancakes. I will be begging for pancakes by the time this thing is done. Uh, Bobby Roode suspects that Orton is so low on the rankings because he attacks everybody, to which Randy Orton says, oh, you mean like this? And he RKO's the remaining Singh brother. Then uh, the Coloss gets uh, hit on both. I'm glad that uh, Jinder remembered how to do it. I I didn't hate this segment, but I hate the matches that are going to come of this until the triple threat. I think the triple threat could actually be pretty good. Uh, because any two of these facing off, I'm probably not going to like that much. All three of them, it will pick up the pace a little bit more. We might have a few less chin locks. But, uh, Anna, your thoughts on the United States title situation? I miss the House of Horrors. (laughs) I miss miss the screen on the ring. Who knew that those were the good old days? Um, See, the thing is, and I'm glad that they actually brought it up, but Jinder's argument was based on Orton being number nine on a list that Jinder didn't even place in. And then when that was brought up to Jinder, he then looked completely outraged at the fact that someone would bring it up. I, I, I love wrestling for many reasons, and a large part of the reason is the characters and the story and how they aid the in-ring wrestling. And with characters that are not even two-dimensional at this point, it just makes me really angry and, um, yeah, just makes me want to look at the card for Honor Rising for two hours instead of watching this, honestly. Um, no. I'm done. Let, let, me, let me put a prop bet out to you. Gender attacks Ty Dillinger next week because he's number 10 on the list. Ah, well, you know what? If you could throw Ty Dillinger in this, it might spice it up a little bit. <laughs> you know, if he does become a hitman for everyone on that list, then I, I'm in because that's actually something for him to do. He has an objective. Cool. Bailey lost to Lana. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're spoiling it for people. Come on. I know. Sorry. <laughs> so... Uh, 
Like this was my nightmare when Jinder Mahal was given this big push and when Bobby Roode was called up to the main roster. For some reason, instead of programming a lot of these guys with people that can hide their weaknesses, hide some of their, their glaring holes that make their matches maybe not the most entertaining, they pair them up with guys who are exactly like them. Jeff, why is this? Uh, because it's the B show. Oh, come on. That can't be. That's that can't well, be. Uh, because well, okay, well well, I mean, there's only so often you can have steel sharpening steel on the on these things. You have to, basically, because you've been filling in certain look, I mean, you're expecting deep thought out processes when we only have one storyline for this women's division and it ends up always being multi-woman tag matches. Oh, guess what's next week. <laughs> I know that's that, that's the segue. It, it, it's, it's look, I, I, I just think they don't do a lot of planning overall. I think, I think people, I, and, and, and I, when I say they, I don't mean they, I'll put it that way. Well, I mean, this coincides with one particular happening. Mm-hmm. When you know the word came out that Road Dog was kind of running the ship, things have maybe not been as hot. We had this significant push for Gender Mahal. We used to have like all these interesting, creative things happen. Talking Smack got canned. You know, who knows if he had anything to do with that? Love to find out, but. We, we've had a lot of things that hindered this show, no pun intended with the gender deal, my God, but there's been a lot of hindrances to this show. Well, what's interesting is one of our, I mean, one, one of the main criticisms is every person being on the show week after week after week, and this show didn't feature a lot of prominent people. It didn't feature AJ Styles. It didn't feature Shinsuke Nakamura. It didn't feat. I mean, the Usos were in a vignette, so you had time to focus on people. And yet, you know, I mean, the the two matches, the two qualifiers were were quite good, but everything else just wasn't. I'm I'm okay with them leaving some people off because yeah. I mean, sometimes that'll that'll make you miss people, but. Mm-hmm. I feel like this week they did try to change it up. There was a lot less talking segments backstage and it did seem like a lot less comedy except for the pancake deal. But I feel like it's just so far gone in terms of these, well, this one particular storyline because they haven't set any others up really. It's just happening um, that they really have to mix things up to make any kind of a difference at this point. I don't care. I don't care about any of what's going on. And even if there is something slightly new or a variation on what they're doing, I still don't care because it's that far in now that it's just there are no implications. There is no reason for any of this. It's not about a title. It's about one dude having something against two other dudes. And he's not even in the ring. What? I remember when the, uh, the argument was at least they're trying something different. And I was <laughs> like, my God, man. My God. Charlotte Flair defeated Sarah Logan. Naomi and Becky Lynch are out with Charlotte Flair. The Riot Squad are out with Sarah Logan. I thought this was going to be another tag team match. It wasn't. We get that next week. <laughs> Logan works over Charlotte uh, through a commercial and lands a short arm clothesline. Charlotte, there's this good spot where she hits the ropes in a big boot attempt, and Logan essentially does a balls plex 
for for a two count. It was sick looking at first, but Charlotte ended up taking it. Uh, well, Charlotte gets natural selection for three. What what does Charlotte do at Fastlane, Anna? Because I mean that's that's the real question I have here. Do they even know? Doubt it. Yeah, maybe they're saving Ruby for then now, depending on what happens after this. Seems like they're final bossing her with it. Yeah. Logan Logan some... sold natural selection very well. By the way, I like that, that was as well. beautiful. Yeah. Um, she. She got there in the end. There are shades of it, but I would really love because they said on commentary she she was born in the woods, raised in the mountains. This is the toughest competition we've seen in a while, and she did start to kind of bring out the just hitting on her, not about technique, just about destroying her kind of thing towards the end. But like I, this should be, she should be the girl that goes into a match, and when she starts to losing, it just becomes a no DQ match because she just tears the shit out of them because she's this wild animal girl kind of thing. And that's the thing with, uh, and I'll keep going on about these three women in particular, the carbon copies is that they seem at this point to be like the D grade version of the Powerpuff girls, as opposed to actually being a threat or having like, they are stereotypes of characters, but they don't necessarily deliver on it in the ring or on the mic. And you have these opportunities and they are setting it up on commentary and that it's written on paper what they could be. And I think these girls could deliver it if they focused on that as opposed to I don't know, maybe it's still being new or nerves or not having guidance. But it's just like if, if the creative team or Road Dog or wherever is not going to give you anything to go with, then you have to make it yourself. And it's just not at this point. It's just blah. War Machine and Sarah Logan against Sanity with Nikki Cross was ready made. It was there. Like here's here's a silver platter. Here's this stuff where you have all these comparisons and you have all the people involved that could make this, you know, a hoss battle on one end and a real showcase of some of your women that are going to be a, a real piece of your future. It didn't go that route. And Liv Morgan just not ready. Just not. I mean, in any capacity and. Ruby Riot is what she is, but she didn't need whatever this is. She didn't need that. And because of that, I feel like Charlotte's been dragged down because Charlotte always had that like that aura of being a little bit above for whatever reason, uh, whether it be her talent, her how they protected her, who her father is, uh, her accomplishments in such a short time in WWE, uh, her in-ring prowess. I feel like she's been dragged down a little bit by this. Uh, Jeff, this women's match and the current scene. I really liked Sarah Logan in this. I think this was her best showing since being called up. Um, I would even go so far to say I think she was better than Charlotte in this match. Um, Charlotte had a couple of uh, mistiming uh, or a couple of timing issues on a couple of moves uh, here and there. But um, her main problem is, yeah, she needs she needs a powerful heel to work with or someone who is technically better than her because she doesn't work well from being underneath in terms of being a baby face. It's it's when she's a heel. I mean, and she can have that control and have those types of heel mannerisms. She's fine. But in this kind of baby face role, she needs someone who's her equal or better. And Sarah Logan has not been built up as, as yet on that. 
Um, but Sarah Logan, I thought was quite good in this. Um, I certainly echo Anna's sentiments that if they're not going to take care of you, you need to take care of yourself. That's, you know, that's what social media is there for. Do it, you know, do it. And, 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 you know, don't wait for permission, do it and apologize later, as opposed to ask, um, especially for those three, because right now they're women in shirts as I call them there, there, there's no, there's been no development as to how they got together. There's no development as, as to each of their individual roles kind of within the, within the faction. So um, do it. And, you know, poor Naomi and, uh, and uh, Becky are here as window dressing pretty much. Yeah. If anything, if I were on commentary, I would kind of play up that about Charlotte, that sometimes she gets herself in bad predicaments and even play up that, that was kind of the rap on her dad. Like, you know, he would say it often, like he would go to every town and make everybody look like they could hang with him. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Corey Graves saying sometimes Ric Flair as champion fell into this predicament where as champion, some people who shouldn't have hung with him, hung with him. And maybe that's rubbed off on Charlotte a little bit. Uh, I think that you could at least in passing mention that on commentary because of, of late, the commentary team has been pretty good about closing some some holes in logic or like some things that WWE as storytellers have have failed to accomplish. Backstage, the Bludgeon Brothers smash a TV that has an Usos vignette playing on it. Okay, cool, whatever. I approve. I thought that was I thought that was well shot. Me to too. Be honest with you, it kind of dissolved into it and, and just went in. I thought that was clever. And thought thank was- God we had the graphic to tell us that they're real brothers because I was. I nearly missed that. <laughs> uh, I did like that they split up the qualifier matches. They they added some more stakes to more of this show. And I don't think there's been any night on the main roster that Baron Corbin has been hotter than he was tonight. I liked his match with, with Kevin Owens. Uh, Owens took control earlier. Early uh, hit Corbin with some sentons and cannonballs. After running him into a ring post, there's a Rusev Day chant in the middle of this match. Uh, Corbin has, you know, he adopted that choke slam backbreaker a while back, and there are guys like Kevin Owens. Wonder how how will it look on them? Wasn't too bad. A deep six gets two, then Owens cracks him with a super kick. Corbin counters uh, a pop up power bomb with end of days, which did not hit as well as the other move. But Baron Corbin got the win and a, a pretty fair reaction. Like I, I, I don't like the boss man spot that Corbin does, where he runs out of the ring all the time, but the crowd went nuts for it. So. Baron Corbin gets the win. He is in a WWE championship match on a pay-per-view. Anna, what do you think of that and the match? Uh, yeah, this result and the final match result is just kind of, what are you doing? What is the point of this? Is I guess, are they in there to take the fall? Are they in there to, because it just kind of seems, I mean, out of nowhere, but not in a, oh, my God, didn't see this coming sense, more like a do you even know what you're doing kind of sense. Um, Corbin has at least more logic being in there than Ziggler, which I'll get into later. Um, I Yeah, I like this match. The only thing is, again, with the um, boss man spot, I kind of wish he would not do that every match because it just it does get to the point where it's like, well, you're going to slide back in and they're going to deck you because they know exactly what you're doing now. That was it. Jeff? I liked the match well enough. I, I think there needed to be a little bit more from Corbin here in terms of viciousness for revenge for the beating from earlier. 
it just it felt like a regular wrestling match you'd have between two guys as opposed to somebody who was really ticked off that you jumped him earlier you know you know that kind of kind of uh that kind of Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply fire you get in a match where someone's really really angry i i really kind of wanted that here but other than that you know it, it's good it's just it's hard for the audience in some ways look i love a well-built heel heel feud don't get me wrong when you throw it together though you're throwing it out there in front of an audience who have been conditioned for years on traditional heel face dynamic and saying okay cheer for one and then they just they they're going to probably cheer for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in those situations. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a note that I was going to not, because it's kind of off on a tangent again, but it's kind of off what you just said as well, in that nowadays there is a lot of shades of grey when it comes to the characterization, but there isn't the black outline for them to go by. So you have a lot of, I don't know if he's face or heel or whatever, but in terms of being definable characters, then they're kind of not. A lot of them nowadays is just like a dude walking down the street that you yeah. pass. And it's not like, you know, he went to do a, a choke slam thing on Kevin Owens and it made me think of, you know, Undertaker and Undertaker's Prime and all that. And it just isn't that kind of a character or a I don't know, it's just, it's missing nowadays where it is, and then you come into this problem where there isn't a strong story written for you, and then it's just kind of like, well, what? It doesn't, there's no stakes. It's not Shades of Grey because it's a bunch of catchphrases thrown onto the screen. You know, the lone wolf. Okay, great. It's not, it's a marketing phrase. It's not a character development situation yeah. so i mean and look I, this could have been very very well done with four really bad guys trying to get into a match to beat aj styles so can you all hear me yeah mm-hmm. i can't hear anybody oh, okay so you all will have to carry this for a second okay. oh good 
He's tapping his, his earphones. I was like, is it, is it, am I doing it again with the hair? Oh, no. You know, the number of times he yells at us for technical problems that aren't <laughs> our fault. It's, it's, it's great. It's not us. It's not us. It's the internet. No, I, you know, I, and I think, you know, one of these stories, because that fits into my thing. Like, I love shows like Sons of Anarchy and The Sopranos and, you know, any kind of, you know, thing where there aren't really good guys. There's just bad guys and guys that are worse than those bad guys. And, but you need to build those types of tensions and why they're fighting and all, other than, other than just, well, it's, it's to be in the four way. Okay, great. But within that context, why do these two people not like each other for reasons? Maybe it's a personality clash. Maybe it's a motivational clash. Maybe you can, you know, you can tap into continuity and go, Oh yeah, there was that one time during this one match or during this old feud we had where you did something to me. And now I'm never going to forgive you for that. That that's all I want is a little bit of, uh, you not, want your intelligence respected. Exactly. I don't want, I don't want you to, yeah. You know, treat your audience like poets and philosophers and that's what they'll become. So, I mean, I'm, I'm all for that. I think it's, 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 that but it's also one past that in the fundamental of their characters they don't have there is no like i can't tell you uh, someone's backstory except for oh baron corbin in shoot used to be an nfl player well they can't tell you that they don't have character bible they don't have a character bible is what i'm saying but yeah yeah exactly though but there is like i've started teaching some of the boys um promo classes and a lot of them I'm getting to go, okay, backstory. Why is this person the way they are? Why are they? And, you know, a lot of it initially may seem like, why the hell am I doing this? But then if you know all this stuff about who you're playing and who you're supposed to be, then making decisions further down the line, cutting a promo, all that kind of stuff, you know what to do because you actually have a character to go from and you know what you're about. As opposed to a lot of these guys where it's just like, I want the championship. Like, cool. So does the other guy. Why should I care? Yes. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler said just that, actually. The same damn thing he said for the last 10 years, he said tonight with, I want a headline WrestleMania attacked on. You know, thankfully, Tom Phillips on commentary said, the only reason that Dolph Ziggler came back was because he got this type of opportunity. Because Dolph Ziggler didn't really say that. He said that, I've done it all, but I haven't headlined WrestleMania. Well, Yeah, you also said that you didn't pick your spots the best, but maybe say why you just gave away a championship on TV. Kevin Owens tells Sami Zayn he has to win to help their chances. Zayn says it's every man for themselves. I'm liking these these promos and interviews in Gorilla. I'm liking that. That has a much better look than, than a lot of the things they do. The production tonight, though, in the ring was particularly insulting. Uh, Ziggler has a great neck breaker, great drop kick to a flying Sami Zayn. Uh, his, any fame-asser when done right, I love, but uh, Zayn does this exploder superplex that is one of my favorite spots in recent WWE memory. Jeff, this thing was beautiful. Oh, it's great, and it, it's weird because I... Let me ask you this, because I, I was a little confused for a bit. It almost seemed like with that with the uh with the Renee Young interview that he was almost trying to come off as babyface a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Ziggler. And you know what? There if, if that's what they were trying to do, again, they half asked this. 
have Ziggler come out and just apologize to the audience for how he's been acting. And now he's going to really rededicate himself to not just stealing the show, but to winning matches so he can main event WrestleMania. And I'm you know, sorry I was wrong can go a long way with somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I mean, I've been acting me. I've been acting like a total horse's ass because I've been so self-involved with trying to, you know, get respect and all these other things. But you know what? I've had some time off to think about it. I came back for the rumble. I didn't quite get to where I wanted to be. Let me first apologize to you guys. You know, let me establish that I'm no longer a heel. That's all I'm asking for. Let me establish I'm no longer a heel. If that's what they were doing. I don't know if that's what they were. Um, but I did like this match quite a bit. And I think, you know, if Ziggler has re-signed, which I don't know has been confirmed or there, not. There are rumors every four months that his contract is up. Yeah, but uh, he, he certainly looked crisp here. Anna, your thoughts on the main event? I, I rather enjoyed the match. He won. He is in the fast lane main event. Yeah, I enjoyed the, the main um, the match, and I really enjoyed Sammy's frustration um, at the beginning of the <laughs> match, where it's just everything that Ziggler was trying. He was just straight to the rule book until he then went out of the rule book and hit him. Um, my biggest issue is with that promo. For a guy that has spoken about not being not being given opportunities, being overlooked, and then he won the US championship and then he vacated it straight away and then he comes back. What the f- that's your entire characterization that you've just gone against with no explanation and you've come back and there is no explanation and then all of a sudden you're put into a chance to go in the draw for the WWE championship. Why would they give him this chance if he vacated the U S championship with no explanation whatsoever? Like why? I know that Shane and Daniel Bryan are a bit distracted with this vendetta thing, but like at least say something that will be like, okay, well, you know, this is why he's in this. And then the other thing is that Ziggler could have easily used this and just gone, well, I proved I could win the U.S. championship. I want the WWE championship. That's why I left it. I just want to prove that I can do it. Simple things. But we don't get any explanation. And then he, you know, they said he got a standing ovation when he won at the end. I'm like, why do they care? At this point, why do any of them care about any of this? And then Ziggler is now in the fatal five-way for Fastlane. I don't even understand why we're having a fatal five-way, but for Ziggler to be in it. It's just, unless he's going to then win it and walk out or something, there's just no continuity with this character and no reason for any of us to be invested in any of this. I need a break. (laughs) You can cover Raw instead. You can get Alex to switch you. Look, if I can cover Braun Strowman coming out and serenading people, I'm so happy. That's a good point. Maybe we can, uh, you know what? I don't know if Alex will pass it up at this point. It ebbs and flows because I remember when Alex took over for Rob because Rob just couldn't stand watching Raw live. And it was like, oh, Raw is such a terrible show, blah, blah, blah. Look, on the road just to WrestleMania, week. Just for a week. Just, it's going to be the important one. I don't, I don't want to get stuck with Alex. I like you. <laughs> you can come with me then. Oh, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we're a team. We're a package unit. We'll take that. Yeah, okay. John, good. We're done. 
So <laughs> I've, got, I've got a story up on Fightful.com right now about this Powerbomb TV, Adam Lash, Michael Elgin, IWA Mid-South situation. Powerbomb TV fired co-founder Adam Lash today uh, after there's a bit of controversy in Powerbomb TV running an IWA Mid-South show that features Michael Elgin. Michael Elgin came under fire recently after he kind of uh, ran a bit of a smear campaign on a sexual assault victim's uh, comments and basically her character. Uh, she came out in an interview with PW Ponderings and discussed it. We have a story about that up on Fightful.com. And Adam Lash, one of the founders of Powerbomb TV, uh, behind the scenes, urged them to not run this show that was going to have Michael Elgin on it. He later said that he tried to have an intermission run, but he didn't want to be the service in America that made it okay to run Michael Elgin shows. After he made some comments about Jeff Cobb and made some comments about the accuser publicly, a lot of promotions distanced themselves from him, even with several of them removing him from shows and booking Jeff Cobb on those shows. Like that happened a whole lot. And he fell out of favor with a lot of people And new Japan's come under fire a little bit for, for keeping on uh, keeping him on some of their shows, but uh, they do have a contract with him. And uh, Lash took to Twitter and encouraged everyone to let power bomb know that they didn't want that fans didn't want Elgin to be rewarded for this. And it does seem like IWA kind of booked him out of spite of these accusations. And Ian Rotten has far from this far from the first time he's come under, under fire. I know that Jim Cornette has accused him for years of being the reason why Kentucky has such uh, strict regulations. That's something that I've experienced myself. I reached out to IWA and they said that they don't have anything to do with this and uh, don't have any comment on that situation but that their first priority is the fans and booking a wrestler, the quality of Michael Elgin on their show, taking on Manny Fernandez is what's best for their fans. I have a lengthy statement from Adam Lash over on fightful.com where he kind of runs down the entire situation as well as uh, Elgin's accuser, the one who uh, pretty much had the smear campaign ran on her. He was fired uh, recently and they said that it's because of his unprofessional behavior as it relates to the situation and that they are non-exclusive and hands-off without interference as it pertains to their shows. There are some that are claiming that the IWA Mid-South show was contractually obligated. Lash has contested that. Jeff, do you have any thoughts on this? This is kind of a messy situation. Powerbomb TV was kind of the sweetheart of the streaming services after Flow Slam died out, and they kind of gave a bunch of people uh, good deals to come over. My exact thoughts are yours. It's it's way too messy of a situation. It's it's so messy that no matter what you do, it's going to be the incorrect move in so many ways. It, it's it's almost a perfect storm of suck, uh, to be honest with you. Because look, uh, Adam said what he felt and said what he believed, and you know what? He has every right to do that. Company has every right to fire him for doing that. Doesn't make it right. Makes it quite bad in my estimation. Michael Elgin did a lot of untoward things. I'm a little uncomfortable with him being blackballed from the entire industry because a man has to eat. But on the same hand, what he did was bad. So, you know, but there's also been no legalities involved either. So that makes it even worse because now you're going on 
basically instinct as to what to do. And there's no right or wrong reactions to any of this because everything you're going to do is wrong here. That's just the weird thing to me. I, I There's no getting out of this until everything's cleared up. And yet you can't do anything until everything's cleared up. Anna, I know you weren't caught up on the news before all this. Uh, any thoughts on the little bit of information I was able to provide you there? Um, Jeff's right in this. Yeah, he's right. It's thank God. <laughs> I was in I was in a situation where I was being followed by someone, and I was following them back. Um, someone who I quite liked what they did, and then I realized that they had put their Twitter to private. Um, but we we're still following each other. And then about a month later, I found out why he put his Twitter to private and all these allegations and um, pretty horrible stuff. And it's, you know, when you see someone in a certain light, it's hard to then just take a step back from that and take in everything that else that's being said about them. But having said that, I've been in a situation where I know people who have done horrible things. And their friends have all stood up for them and said, oh, no, he, he's not like that. It's like, well, you, you, okay, you don't have boobs. Um, you don't, they don't want you like that. You know, they're your pal. They aren't trying to screw you. It's people act differently in different situations. And my, my immediate reaction personally was to unfollow this dude and, you know, stay far away if, and that's these are allegations, but a lot of allegations. And it's gotten to the point where even without legalities, you know, you hear so many people being like, well, why, why didn't she speak up? Why didn't she go to the cops? Because no matter what you do, you're going to get people saying, you're a liar, you're a slut, what were you wearing, blah, blah, blah. And when you've been sexually assaulted or raped or something, that's the last thing you want on top of the trauma that's already occurred. Um, and so I feel like my natural reaction is to then, you know, not want anything to do with someone, even with those accusations out against them, especially if you do your research and, and see how far they go. In this situation, it's different because it's an entire company that you're, you're acting for as opposed to one person's opinion. And that's where Jeff's right. It's what do you do in these situations? Because there is no law saying either way at this point. Um, and it is just the law of public opinion. And he shouldn't have said what he said, um, even if that was his personal opinion about that. You're in a public forum and you are representing certain companies. If I said anything, it goes back to EPW, it goes back to Fightful, it goes back to my other job. It's just, it is what it is nowadays. You're on social media, people can see this, they can trace it, and they can report it. It's just about being smart. Um, but to be completely black, I don't know the extent of what he's done either. Um, just what he said, which is just, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with, with, well, to a lot lesser degree with Will Ospreay about him speaking out after, um, one of his friends was accused and it's that immediate reaction thing that I know a lot of people now who are Ospreay fans initially who hate the guy because, Mm -hmm. because of what he said. Um, you just have to be so careful because it is not black and white. These situations are very rarely black and white. 
I have covered a lot of sexual assault allegations and things like that lately. And I can tell you like a lot of the things that I have read have been really gross that like, I just get tagged in because I've written the story. I mean, real gross beyond the weird people who make it about politics that make sexual assault about politics. That's stupid in general. But then there are these gross things that I see that because a woman dresses a certain way, because she does something for a living that, well, she, she's not believable. Well, there are, there are things that people can do that make them not believable, but that doesn't mean that they are like unable to be raped or unable to be assaulted. It's like I said, like with, with the Enzo Amore situation, I had countless people and they said, Oh, she, she sells nudes. She, she didn't get raped. And I was like, if selling nudes like made some weird rape shield that people couldn't penetrate, you'd have a lot more women selling their nudes. Like that, they'd probably be signing up for it if it meant they couldn't get raped ever. Probably, probably all for it. That doesn't that that's not a real thing that happens. It's not that's not the way it works. So you see all these people that probably have never uh, either they don't know anybody who has ever faced this type of situation or. They, they've never experienced it themselves, obviously, that think that it's just fantasy land. It's never impacted them. It's never affected them directly. So they they assume as if it doesn't exist, and it's really weird. But that in those cases, that's when you should actually stop and not say anything and do some research, actually find out, well, what are they talking about? Just because you have not experienced something or you don't know what it's about, it's just like, it's, unless yeah. it's a yes it's not it's not a yes. That's the bottom line. Anyway, it's going to something else. No, no, no. It, it's okay. I, I have a friend who's involved in this whole Louis C.K. thing. And uh, and her life has been turned upside down by this, mostly because Dave Chappelle, I think, went after her in a stand-up set or someone went after her in a stand-up set about, you know, I'm just trying to be relevant and stuff like that. I, look, I it, it's weird, Anna, because you, you say you say do some research and stuff like that. I think it's just best to say, I don't know. And to leave it at that when people ask you for an opinion on things, because there's no way you can fairly judge this stuff. And if, if you don't get angry about it, then people get on you about that. There's no good answers for any of this other than don't have sex outside of marriage, which is one of those things, which is, which is kind of frowned upon in modern day secular society, but men are just so stupid when it comes to sex and interpersonal relationships with women and stuff like that, that we just all need to be shot. I think. Well, here's some more positive news. Buddy Murphy heading to the two Oh five live cruiserweight tournament. Is that the big surprise reveal? Yeah. <laughs> He's under two Oh five. He's good in the ring. I, uh, He's engaged to Alexa Bliss, so maybe he'll be on the road moving forward. Mm-hmm. Anna, your thoughts on this addition to 205 Live, at least the tournament? Has he cut weight recently? Did I miss something? I think he's as big as you think. Maybe he's in Blake, my life. I don't with know. Blake's the big one. Buddy Murphy's always been yeah, I know, 205. Okay. Okay. Well, they, they build him at 205. They build him at like 225, but who knows how big he ever really was. Oh, I mean, good on him. I was looking back at the NXT pictures I took from um, Sydney last year, and that main event you had Rude 
Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Elias, um, Ty Dillinger, and Buddy Murphy. And out of all those guys, it was just Murphy left. I'm like, okay, he's been there a while. I'm glad he's getting something. And Blake's got a new tag team, as is. Jeff, any thoughts on this? Murphy, not Blake. I have no problem with it per se. Let's put it that way. I, I think there is a bit of a disconnect when you have, oh, we're, we're, we're plugging surprises of people who are not on the roster and, and you give them Buddy Murphy as opposed to the rumored person who was supposed to be coming in here to, to take this spot. Um, but you know what? I think, you know what? It's a nice fresh coat of paint on someone who needs it, quite frankly, because Blake and Murphy were a nothing tag team for the most part other than Alexa being the uh, valet for it. If he can come in and show some sort of individual personality in terms of his ring work on this 205 roster, it, it, it'll it be greatly appreciated, I think. Guys, make sure you all tune in Wednesday afternoon, 3 p.m. Eastern, the list and your boy. It's going to be a lot of fun per usual. This weekend, we have the Fightful alternate commentary for the Extreme Elimination Chamber. I think it drops Sunday. Might drop it Saturday. I don't know yet. Anna, you and I are going to film a couple win next week? Next week, after New Japan and after the bit of the craziness has died down. Hot dog. Keep your mm-hmm. eyes out on that. We're going to have some WrestleMania-themed ones coming up. We're going to have some changes over on the Fightful Pod section, make it a little easier to, to navigate, to organize. We have that full interview up with Raven. That was a lot of fun. You all saw uh, some clips of that on the list, and your boy did the Holy Smokes MMA podcast today. We have James Lynch, his MMA industry podcast Thursday. He gives you a look inside the mind of MMA journalists, uh, media members, managers, all kinds of cool stuff. I've appeared on it. Joe's appeared on it. Lots of good stuff there. Jeff, what do you have going on this week? Taping Shake Them Ropes right after this because Rob has a Valentine's Day date with his wife. So we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna talk lead up to the elimination chamber. We're gonna talk a little bit of this SmackDown. I think he's watching Mixed Match Challenge and Two Hundred Five Live, so he'll be able to fill me in on all the deets there. Anna, what do you have going on? Oh, uh, we've got New Japan that I'm apparently covering on Monday. We need to sort that out. Yeah, we need to get sort that. I get their emails. That, you don't. I I think they don't know how to spell my last name. I think that <laughs> might be it. Um, yeah, Anna's supposed to cover that live for us, or at least uh, go there, do some correspondence. So looking forward to that. I really hope that it happens. Um, and aside from that, we have Progress versus EPW on sale, and the first two competitors from Progress was announced yesterday. We have WWE UK champion Pete Dunne and the Progress champion Travis Banks. So, you know, I'm kind of over the moon about that. No big deal. Tickets are on sale now. Go get them. I want to shout out Progress. They gave uh, a nice ovation and honored Brian De Silva, who was an old friend of mine on Twitter. He passed away recently and was a big Progress fan. And I just thought that was really great of them. He would have he would have loved that. I know that his his mom thought that it was great. Uh, wish I would have kept in touch with that guy. He was one of my first friends on Twitter, and he it, it was a great loss. So definitely condolences to his family and friends and awesome for progress to do that because I just know that would have made him so happy guys. Follow me at Sean Ross follow Jeff at crap game 13. Yes. Follow Anna at Anna Bauer. <laughs> I know how to spell your last name. 
and follow us at Fightful Online, guys. Uh, subscribe, <laughs> like, thumbs up. You've noticed uh, probably that we're doing a little work with Pro Wrestling Unlimited, a great channel on YouTube. You'll see some of their videos in our uh, articles. Also, you'll see some of our content on their page. Some good dudes. If you haven't followed them, go ahead and do it. Leave a thumbs up. Let them know that you like what we're doing together. Until next time, guys, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.